הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שתרנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שאוכני עפר קדוש למה שבארץ המה ויבחר רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו נמלך הנובב מקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגי עינה נחמן נחמן מאומן זכו אתם תגננו ולסלמן סו בעזרת השם We stopped at section 4 of lesson 23 and that's where we're going to start today בעזרת השם today is going to be a little bit longer so stick with us but there's lots of Lots of secrets here, lots of practical ideas that Rabbeinu is speaking about, things that we all go through, especially because it has to do with work, Parnasa. Um, as we're going to see here at Tikkun Avuit, lots of, lots of very important and very, very crucial things. So, Bezrat Hashem, may Hashem give us the ability to apply what Rabbeinu is saying, with simplicity. So let's hop right into it. Bezrat Mezuzah. And this is the aspect of Mezuzah, all that we talked about, the idea of Tikkun Tavat Mamon, Uh, the tov that we talked about the tzaddik, we talked about tikkun abuit, etc., etc. So he's going to explain that this idea is an aspect of the mezuzah. So let's see what Rabbeinu means by this. Because it's brought the midrash and bamidbar. Why is the why is the what do you call it? These uh, this currency, as we know in the Gemara, we see this currency many times. This currency called the zuz, these coins. Why is these coins called the Zuz, Zuzeh, because they move from one to the next. Because the word Zuz means, Lazuz means to move from one to the next. That's why it's called the Zuz. This currency is called the Zuzeh, or Zuz. And the Almighty, or, and Shakai, and it will be that Shakai will be, will be your treasure. Why is it like that? Meaning, when will Shakai be your, your treasure? Whenever, through the, whenever you have a mezuzah. Meaning, through the mezuzah, shak, Shakai will be your treasure. Betzarecha or Betzarecha is the idea of Betzarecha. I think, yeah, Betzarecha is your treasure. Your, um, I, maybe your, your courtyard also. Lechesef tuafotlach. And the end of the verse is, Shakai will be Betzarecha. Lechesef tuafotlach. And money will fly to you. I think, and Shakai will be in your courtyard, and money will fly to you. Meaning, through the mezuzah, which we said is Shakai, because we know the name that has to do with the mezuzah, is the Shakai, the name Shakai. And through the aspect of Shakai, the name Shakai, your Parnasa is going to come to you. Meaning, through the mezuzah, your Parnasa is what flies to you. Because the name Shakai is the aspect of the Brit. And this we know in the Zohar HaKadosh. Zohar Pinchas, look over there. Daf Reshnun Zayin Amud Aleph, look over there. And it says in Bereshit, Ani El Shaddai, Pere Ove. I am Hashem, Shakai, the Almighty, Pere Ove. Be fruitful and multiply. So we see here the idea of being fruitful and multiply, which requires using the Brit, is, has the name associated with it, Shakai. That the Ten Commandments are within the Kriyat Shema. That the verse, don't covet. The verse, don't covet, as it's brought down in the Ten Commandments, is, is corresponding to the, the phrase in Shema, and you should write them on your mezuzot, your doorposts. Meaning the, the mitvah mezuzah. 
So the mitzvah mezuzah is next to, or is corresponding to this verse of Lotachmon, don't covet. Because through the mezuzah, one nullifies chemdat, Lotachmon. What's chemdat? Covet? Chemdat amamon, coveting money. One nullifies the desire of money, as it's brought above, melach mamon chaser. As it says, melach to salt, mamon chaser, money is lacking. Meaning the tava for money is diminished through the melach, which is the brit, which is the tzaddik, as we talked about. And this is what it says in Tehillim. Veziz haynu mamon, shadai imadi. This is what it says in Tehillim. Veziz shadai imadi. The bird of shadai of the field imadi is with me. David Amelach writes. So what's veziz? Haynu mamon, this is money. Shadai imadi. Through money, shadai imadi. Shakai is with me. Meaning, ali de shmirat abit, through shmirat abit, ali de mezuzah, through mezuzah. Which is Shakai, we talked about. Zochel, if not one merits the aspect of what? Semach Zevulun. Be happy, Zivulun. Meaning the aspect of money. Whenever Zevulun goes out to, to go do his business, to provide for Yisachar, Zevulun's Parnasa is brought in Biktusha. Um, etc., etc. And this is what the Chachamim say, Uchtaftam, Shehekitivatama. When it says in the verse, Uchtaftam al Mezuzot, etc., you should write them. And you shall write that the writing shall be whole. Tama. As it says in Gemara Shabbat. This is what it's right. What's Tama? Whole. It's what it says in the Rashid. Yaakov Ishtam. Yaakov was a simple man or a whole man, wholesome man. Yaakov Ishtam, you're sitting in the tent. That Yaakov is Ishtam, he's a simple man. Because through him, Yaakov. Through Yaakov. Which is what we talked about earlier, Emet. Um, Yaakov represents Emet, and Emet is what we talked about above. Emet is um, this aspect of um, Emuna, which is when one goes to do business with Emuna. And we also said that Emet has to do with Or Penemelechayim, etc., etc. The Emet falls into the category. Um, we talked about that Emet is the light of the countenance. So we see here that Emet um, has to do with. Whenever a person's panasah is earned, mamash besimcha, biktusha, etc., etc., it falls under the category of the light of the countenance of Hashem. So through Yaakov, the, the face of the city is graced. Meaning, how is the city graced or brought favor to the city? How? To tikkun matbea, rectifying the matbea, the coin. Which is what? Tikkun ta'avat mamon. Rectifying the desire for money. V'zeon, this is what it says, Shemur Chachamenu Tichamachad, the Chachamim say in Shabbat, She'arichat yamim al-edo mezuzah. Al-edo mezuzah. That how does one attain length of days? Through the mezuzah. Ki samuch le'uchtavtam, because right next to the verse, uchtavtam, al-mezuzah b'tzecha v'sharecha, it says, Lema'am yerbu yimechem, so that your days shall be lengthened, greatened. Ki al-edo emunam b'masa umatan ba'orachayim kanan. Because what's uchtavtam? We said uchtavtam is next to... Um, is corresponding to the ten, the verse in the Ten Commandments, Lot Tachmod, don't be coveting. So if Uchtaftam, which is writing the Mezuzot, um, has to do with making Parnasa fly to you, meaning holy Parnasa, and you're able to subdue Tavat Mamon, then what happened as a result of that? You have length of days. And this is why through Emunah and Masamatan, one comes to the light of life, Or Chachayim, that we're talking about here, which is whenever one earns a Parnasa, not with Tirda, not with with toiling, etc., with simcha. That's what it says. A verse may be expounded by what faces or what precedes it. A verse is expounded or taught as to what precedes that verse. What does it mean? 
Bechinat or Apanim, this is referenced not Fanav, what precedes it, but by the face, the light of the face. Shehu Simana Dechaya, which is the sign of life. And this is why whenever one establishes the Mezuzah, um, it's in the upper third of the, the doorpost. One place is in the upper third. Because the Chachamim say, now Rabbanu is going to explain why in the upper third. According to what we just learned, that Mezuzah has to do with subduing Tavak Namon. So let's see here. What does Mezuzah have to do with money and why it's placed in the upper third? Rabbanu brings down, in Baba Metziah, I believe, it's brought down, that a person should divide his capital, his money, into thirds. A third should be invested into his business. The Gemara then goes on to say a third in the ground and a third in cash. But now we're going to discuss the third in business. The upper third of the doorpost that the Gemara Menachot says one should place the Mezuzah in is a reference to the third that a person divides his money in with regard to business. It's the third that a person divides into business. So the upper third is the business third. It says, Fifty producing more is better than two hundred sitting idle. Meaning, even if you have less money, but it's producing more, it's consistently going up. It's better than two hundred that's just not moving. And the essence of faith is that which is uh, the essence of faith must occur within masamatan within business. Meaning true faith is whenever one conducted business with faith. As they say in Shabbat, one of the first questions they're going to ask a person once he leaves this world, is they're going to ask him, did you do business dealings with faith? Meaning did you steal? Did you, did you work too hard? Did you, whatever it is, whatever that has to do with did you work with faith? So this is it. Yeah, one has to work with me. Nimtza, we find, that the essence of money, that it's specifically within money one needs faith, who is specifically within the upper third, which is in the third that has to do with business. Which means what? That's why you place the mezuzah in the upper third, because the upper third of the doorpost represents the third of business, the third that a person should divide his money into, which is the, the business aspect. And that's where a person needs his emunah. So a person needs to place all the emunah within the upper third. That's why the mezuzah goes up there. And now Rabbanu is going to introduce a new idea. And all the mitzvot that a person does without money, meaning a person doesn't want to lose money for accomplishing the mitzvah, meaning he wants to do the, the mitzvah for free, he doesn't want to have to spend money to accomplish it. This aspect of accomplishing mitzvah is called tzedek, righteousness. This is what it says in the verse. Tzivita tzedek edotecha. You've commanded justice of your testimonies. Meaning what? Edotecha mitzvot. You've commanded justice of your mitzvot. But when the mitzvah is so precious, until literally you don't even care about losing money. You don't even feel the loss of money. You care so much about the mitzvah. This is called emunah. It's even higher. Because the essence of faith is, exists within money as we talked about. When one specifically breaks it, lust for money, as we talked about above, that it's specifically there that the holy countenance is acquired. That it's there where the, the holy countenance is. That's what it says. Tivita tzedek edotecha. Ve'emunah me'od, the final uh, line of the verse. Just, you've commanded justice of your testimony. Ve'emunah me'od, and great faithfulness. Great faith. What's ve'emunah me'od? Zemamon, this is money. It says, with all your might, and they brought down the Gemara this is reference to 
all your possessions. Um, as it says in the Shema, that when it says all your might, meaning serve Hashem with your possessions too, with your money. Not just uh, with your, uh, what do you call the Chol of with your heart and all your nefesh, meaning with your money too. So this is what emunah, whenever you serve Hashem with, with your money, that is the aspect of faith. And this is the explanation of what the Chachamim bring down in the Gemara that we talked about and we introduced at the beginning of the lesson, the sages of Athens. Tell us a falsehood. So what do they mean when, they, when um, whenever um, the, the sages of Athens ask Rabbi Yoshua to tell us a falsehood? This is referencing falsehood. And what's falsehood? It's the aspect of idol worship. As anyone who exchanges his word, meaning who lies, says if he serves idols. Meaning lying is an aspect of idol worship. And Rabbi Yoshua responded back to them, We had a, a hini and they gave birth. When it says Hini, this is a Pirda Hini. What's Pirda? It's a reference to the Avodat Kochavim, the other nations. Pirda comes to the word Beferuda. Why? Because the other nations, they dwell, the Sharia, they dwell Beferuda. Like a Pirda. It's the same word, meaning Hini. Pirda, if you play with it, it becomes Pirda. They dwell in separation, they have no unity. They start out united, but they end up separated. They can never last together. And this Hini gave birth. What did that mean? What did it mean to give birth? This is the aspect of prophet. Because prophet is called in the aspect of birth, meaning when one gives birth to something, a prophet. Um, so prophet is in the same expression as birth. And they said to him, So they responded back to Rabbi Yoshua. Can a Hini give birth? It is said, so it, ki avodat kochavim. So this is what they say about the avodat kochavim. El acher istarim velaavet perim. What do they say about the avodat kochavim, the other nations? Or serving idols? In other God, it says in the Zohar, in other God, estero velaavet perim and produces no offspring. Meaning, kel acher. The other gods, meaning not Hashem, is sterile. They cannot produce anything. They don't. They can't affect anything. They don't. They produce no offspring. So this is what it's referring to. Can a Hini give birth? What's a Hini? Hini is reference to those nations which are separated, which is the Goyim, and they can't give birth. Meaning the the Goyim who serve the idols. They the idols. They have no aspect of producing something. And he responded back to them. This is the falsehood. Meaning this sheker. It seems to them as if they profit. But the truth is they don't profit. So what Rabbi Yeshua is really hinting to here is that it seems to some people that um, when your panasa is not earned biktusha, meaning it's in the aspect of Avod Zara, um, it's in the aspect of the Anpin um, the dark faces that we're talking about here with regard to the Goyim, the other, the other gods, the Avodah that we're talking about here, which is money, the Tava for money. When a person falls into this, it seems as if they might be profiting, it seems they might be getting wealth. But the truth is, Rabbi Yeshua is saying, the profit on the out, on the exterior seems like it, but they meant, the truth is genuinely the, it's not a profit. And look, by the way, at the Kito Dukta Moran, Rabbi Nathan really explains what this means there. And a note was hanging on the neck of the offspring of this Hini. 
uh, on the offspring. This need to have a masik be abba me al fezuda, or that uh, I know was hanging on the neck of this um, this hini. To have a masik be abba me al fezuda that said on it, um, your father the state owes me owes me one hundred thousand zoos. So what does it mean be abba the house of the father, the father's estate? Ze avodatelim. This is a reference to serving idols. Kemon shekatuv that says haomer laetz aviata. One who says to an idol formed from a tree, Aviata, you are my father. The one who says to this tree, this idol tree, Aviata, you are my father, meaning this Avi, this Avi in this verse is a reference to this tree, which is Avodazara. So Be'ab, the house of the father, is a reference to this verse in Yalmiyao um, with regard to idol worship. And Rabbanu adds that Avodatelim, idol worshiping, he chova is a debt. It tilts everything to the side of guilt. Meaning to the side of debt. And all those people who found Avodat Alim, which is this Tavat Namon, they become Ba'ale Chovot. They constantly become debtors. They're constantly in debt to people. As we see naturally. That this Masa, this this burden of business hangs around the necks of people, basically. This is about the language of the neck that's hanging, the, the note that's hanging around the neck of this hini. Meaning, who's the hini? The hini is the donation. And what's hanging on the neck? This burden. That they'll never have enough with their money. This is what it means. Meaning, why are they constantly in debt? Even though they seem that they have profit, they don't never really have profit. They don't have the tools to ever be sufficient with the money that they have. They don't have the da'at to know this. They constantly borrow money from others. And it seems to them as if they are benefiting greatly, um, benefiting greatly from this, from this, from this uh, borrowing. I mean, they think that they're going to get tremendous reward from this. But afterwards, they literally die. In debt, and if they don't die in debt, in their lifetime they're in debt. And they they toil themselves with tremendous bothering, tremendous efforts that are not in the right place, useless efforts. And they put themselves in danger, traveling in dangerous places in order to attain a small profit. In order to pay off the debt of their fathers. What's Chov Avihem? What do they mean the debt of their fathers? Not legitimately their fathers. What do we say is the father? It's Yavodadara, that tree that we talked about in Yom Yau. Meaning they're constantly paying off the debt of their Avodadara, which is what? Tavat Lamon. Because it's a mitzvah to, to accomplish or lekayem to fulfill the words of the dead, as we know, in Tanit, Chaf Aleph, Gitin, and Gitin, Yudalit Amul Bet. You know over there that it's a mitzvah to fulfill the words of the dead. And this thing, it seems to them as if it's a bequest from their father, that they should pay off his debt. Meaning that they're constantly paying off the debt of their father, meaning their Abu is constantly trying to tell them, pay me off, pay me off, meaning continue. Continue to deal with this money. Continue to try to earn more and more profit, and etc., etc. This is what the Marsha says. Tala lepitka betzavara, shtar tzavara. What's tala le? A note was hanging on the neck of this hini. Shtar tzavara. It's a will. This is the note. What's the note? It was a will. And afterwards, 
So that's the will. The will is the, the words of the dead. The, the, dead uh, the dead person's wishes, basically. And afterwards they said to him, um, So they ask it, or they, they tell him, Milcha kisari bemamalchele, salt that spoils, how does one preserve it? Kitikun shetavat mamon, hutikun abrit melachkanan. Because the rectification, what it's really referring to in the verse, in, in that uh, phrase in the Gemara, is that the tikun of the tava mani, the tikun of the lust of mani, is tikun abrit melach, which is the rectification of the covenant, which is salt that we talked about. The shalotu, the shalotu, and the sages of Athens are asking Abi Yoshua, Zeshitikin brito, one who rectifies his covenant, im nafal de sikhun tava mamon, if he falls to the stench of this disgusting tava of money, the mighty kuno, how does he rectify it? And he responds to them. So how does Rabbi Yeshua respond to the, to the sages of Athens who have this question? With the placenta of this mule or this hini. Um, the placenta of this hini. Because the truth is, Rabbi Yeshua is hinting here, that, and now Rabbi is explaining, that there's another rectification for the desire for money. Meaning that you should look at the root. To the source the source of where all the money and all the influx comes from. And by focusing and gazing at the source of where money comes from, all your tava will get nullified. Why? Because in the root from where money comes from, where it's sourced from, meaning in the Shamayim, where it is from, the influx that one receives, the Shefa, the Parnasa that one receives, it's Ortzach. In its sources, it's completely a clear light. Um it's complete clarity. and spiritual delight. It, it doesn't become corporeal. It doesn't become physical. Only until when it comes down here. And who is the fool? And who is the fool that basically wants to throw away? Um... That should turn away from here, meaning that wants to throw away a, a, a spiritual tanug, a spiritual delight for a physical one. Who wants to do such a thing? So, if you look at the source of where money comes from, you'll recognize that it's complete tikkun, uh, that it's complete tanug spiritual tanug pleasure. But to come to such a such a perception of this gazing, it's impossible to come to this until one rectifies their covenant. It says, From my flesh, meaning my breath, I will hold, behold unto God. Meaning, how can I begin to stare into the eloka, which is this godliness that the money, where the money is rooted in, through my breath. That at the beginning, one needs to rectify. Um, the Besak Kodesh, the Holy Flesh, the Brit Kodesh, and then afterwards he can gaze onto Elokut, godliness, meaning the godliness behind the money. And this is why the essential rectification of Tavat Mamon, the, money, the, the lust for money, the, the desire for money, um, is through the Brit. And the Rabbanu says in Chotaran, he also talks about this, that um, money comes from the same root as where the souls of the Jewish people come from. It's so high, money, in its spiritual place. The spiritual shoresh of money is extremely lofty. It comes from the same place where the souls are brought, or the souls are drawn from. 
So we can just to come to under just to know that means to understand how high money is. But when it comes down here, it becomes a very big test. It becomes very physical, and this is why the test of money is so big because its spiritual root is higher than anything. So the test is is very great. And when one rectifies his breed, it's impossible for him to fall to Tavat Mamon. For through the melach, for the through the salt, the desire, the lust for money is diminished, as we talked about above. So when one rectifies the breed, which is the melach, the salt, and salt sweetens this bitterness, which is the Tavat for money. And the root of hashpaot, of influx of panasa, etc., is called what? Shilia. Placenta, because that is where the the valad, the fetus is placed. Um, for the placenta is what it's it's the aspect of what dante vitni, the doors of my womb. That's a reference to the placenta. Because there's two doors to the woman. says for he had not closed the the openings to my womb. And what is Dalet? Daltin? Dalte? Dalte means openings. But Dalte comes from the word Dalet, the letter Dalet. Which if you take it, it's a horizontal bar and a, a vertical bar that comes down from the top bar, um, the top line. So if you take two Dalet, if you take a Dalet in its normal, um, uh, what do you call it? In its normal structure, meaning the horizontal bar at the top, and the vertical one coming down from there. And then you flip that again. You take that one, you have one, and then you take another dalit and you flip it on its on its um, you flip it over. You create the aspect of a mem. An enclosed space of four corners. You create a closed off mem. A mem sofit that it's in the mem sofit, which is the womb, that the the valad is placed. That the fetus is placed. This is why. It takes 40 days for the formation of the fetus as it's brought down in the Gemara Nida because what? It's enclosed within the aspect of Mem, which is 40, the two Dalits. Because the womb is built into in the into two openings as it's brought down, as we know from Eof. And so too, just as there is within the woman the two doors, there's also the doors of heavens. That from there, all the influxes are, 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 are birthed from. Meaning there's doors of the heavens through which the influxes come through. It says, it says he opened up the, the doors of the heavens and he reigned upon them. And he reigned upon them. Etc. Etc. Meat as plentiful as the earth. Etc. Meaning we see here the, the doors of the heavens and that Hashem brings down Shefa through them. So what is um, Rabbi Shur responding to the sages of Athens, this, the placenta of the mule is the rectification of one who keeps the brit. Is the rectification of the one who keeps the brit. Whenever he falls into the tavat ma'on, meaning what? The placenta, which the placenta, it's the aspect of the two doors and the two doors of the shemaim. Meaning, when you look at the shemaim, meaning the heavenliness, the godliness of the, the mamon, which where the shoresh, of where the shefa comes from, then you're able to repair it. And they said, to, they asked him, they asked Rabbi Yoshua, 
מי איכא שיליה לפיודה זה פלסנטה אבמיו, זה מיו הפלסנטה סורי, כי אקום אין לה אפילו בית בלד, בגויים זה לא נמנע ואווום, אז אתה אומר עוד יותר, שהגודים של הגויים הם סטרילים, הם לא יכולים לפרדוס, אז הם לא יכולים לפרדוס, כי הם לא יכולים לפרדוס. So what does that mean? There's a mule, there's a, there's a reference to the goyim. Do they have a womb? No. Amar lahem. He responded to them, Umilcha misalia, but does salt spoil? Ki bemet, mishetikin abrit, enu nefelet ta'avat mamon. Because the truth is, one who falls, one who rectifies abrit, he doesn't really fall into ta'avat mamon at all. So there was um, this, Rabbi Yoshua answered the sages of Athens with, with a question. And that's what he's saying here, that the idea of what really one who rectifies the breed doesn't really damage. Uh, men of bloodshed and mirma, trickery, will not have half their days. Will not pass half their days. What does that mean? Meaning one who's a person who constantly... Um, create strife, argument, he falls into Tavat Namon. And his days are consumed by running after luxuries. This is what it says. He will not have half, their, he will not have half his days. This is referenced to what it says in the Midrash. That a person does not die with half of his desires in his hand. This is what it says. He will not have, meaning, Meaning he doesn't even attain half of his desire. Kamu is brought down. Al pasuk that says vayikaresh mi panecha oyev that he shall drive from before him his enemies. He shall drive from before you his drive out from before you his enemies. Vayamir hashmed and proclaim hashmed destroy. Ayen sham look over there. Adkan leshono leshon rabenu zal until here is the language of rabenu. Vezesh siyam and this is what. He concluded, and I will trust in you. This is what he concludes. It also says at the end. Um, I think it's actually at the end. I forgot where. I think it's at the end of etc. And I will trust in you. What does it mean? I will trust in you. Meaning it's the opposite of Tavat Mamon. Because Look at the language here. What is explaining? Because one who falls into Tavat Mamon, it's the exact opposite of I will trust in you, Hashem. Meaning what? One who falls into Tavat Mamon thinks it's all his koach. Meaning he doesn't trust in God. He thinks he has to do all the work. Because he's, service, he's serving all the idolatry. Meaning there's no trust in Hashem. It's the aspect of idolatry. You're rid of God. But whenever you say, I will trust in you, Hashem. What are you meaning? What do you mean by that? That you believe that Hashem can send you in one second, parnasa with an easy fashion. And that, and that you should be happy with your portion. What do they mean that I should trust in you? That you should be happy with what you have. That what Hashem sends you. That you know that Hashem is sending everything. That it's good. They should not be sunken after the desire for money. Meaning that you should have to earn more and more and more. To see run after things that you don't need. The Alkan and therefore, And this is why Rabenu says that one who's sunken into this desire of money, the more wealth he has, the more worries, the more depression, the more sadness he has. 
Because the money and the wealth that he has is in the aspect of what Beit Savon Tochalena, you shall eat in sadness. Meaning you're not eating in Simcha. The Parnasah that you're receiving, that allows you to eat, is not in Simcha. It's in sadness. It's in Tiacha. It's in tremendous toil. This represents Beit Savon Tochalena. What does that mean? Eat in sadness, meaning at food, depression, gloom, and pincha shokhin, the dark face that we're talking about, mita death. What did we say? What did we say earlier? That I find that better than death is the woman. What's the woman? It's a panasa that's earned, not a tusha. It's worse than death. And here the Rabbanu is bringing it down here. It's the aspect of mita. Whenever a person earns his panasa, not a tusha, and he doesn't have emunah and masam matan, this is worse than death. It's death. It's in the aspect of death. And this is why. As long the more wealth a person has, the more worries, the more troubles, the more gloom a person has. Because when the money is not in Ketusha, it's not in Masar Matan Be'emunad, we talked about, it's not with the Brit Melach, then what? It's in the aspect of depression and gloom. As we talked about about this what sorry. One who increases possessions increases worries. Because it's certain the more possessions you're gonna have, the more wealth you're gonna have, the more worry you're gonna have. Why? Because your possessions are not attained with simcha. They're attained with worry, they're attained with toil. So the more you have the the possessions which are brought in with not goodness. Then what? You're gonna have less goodness. You're gonna have less simcha. You're gonna have less happiness. You're gonna have more worries. And this is why the money and the wealth brings shortens and it, it diminishes the days and the life of a person. Because there's nothing that detracts from a person's life force and its vitality more than worries and atvut depression. As is known to those who are wise, to the wise doctors. As brought down in Mishle Chachamim Lamedchet. Um, so it's not a it's not a pashut thing. And the money and the wealth it increases daga worries and atfut sadness, despair. And this is why a person. He diminishes his days. Because he's tied to the face, the countenance of the Sitra Acha, the evil side. Which represents the other gods, the idols. Darkness. The opposite of the light of the countenance of the living king. Hashem. Cannot be mentioned above. And this is why the money kills him. Because it's in, it's, it's in the aspect of death, meaning his possession is money, is in the aspect of death by the fact that he's tied to the sitracha, meaning he's in Ta'bat Mamon. All of this is the aspect of Ta'bat Mamon. And this What did Hashem curse a snake with? You shall eat dust all your life. What's dust? This is reference to Mammon. It's money. It says, It says, It's dust is gold. Gold dust. Or it's dust is gold. Meaning, what does it mean? And dust you shall eat all the days of your life. What does that mean? What's Rabbeinu explaining? Meaning the dust which 
in turn is the money that we're talking about, which is in the aspect of dust and death. You shall eat all your days, all your life. Meaning what? The money that you are, it's eating up, it's eating you up and it's diminishing your days, of the days of your life. Meaning the money that you're earning is actually eating you up. Because dust, which in this case represents the gold that we're talking about, the money a person is chasing, not in holiness, is in the aspect of atvut. Depression, sadness, which represents Tavat Mamon. Dust is cold and it's dry. And the same is true of discipline. What did you say discipline is? Um, discipline is what we talked about whenever it's it's the other side, it's the evil side we talked about um, at the beginning of the, um, what do we call it? in section two of the, in section two of this lesson, that the the, the spleen is it's depression, etc. It's the pit. So just like uh, dust is cold and dry, and dust in this case is what we're referencing here, the gold, that the money that a person runs after and not on Kedusha. So the same is true of the spleen. It's dry and it's cold. Because why? From the spleen is drawn this depression, this sadness, as is brought down, as we know, as we just proved in Odzayin, in section, um, my bad. Um, in this lesson. And this is why it concludes in the Tikkun Azor of Ginda, and it concludes in the, in the Tikkun Azor. Because of this, it says that Hashem crushes the snake and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. Um, and this is what Rabbanu just proved down. This idea that he shall eat dust, meaning the dust, which is the money that a person attains, not in holiness. Um, it's going to eat up all the days of your life. It's going to consume you forever. Look over there and understand this Zohar very well. And understand what's written down here very well. This is what it says in Tikkun Zohar. Techol da Lilit. The spleen is a is Lilit. It's the it's the evil angel, the counterpart of um, the Satan. My bad. The, the wife of the Satan. It's Lili. This evil angel that entices a man to sin with a bleed, etc., etc. And what's Lili? It's Ima de Erevrav. We don't pronounce her full name. It's Ima de Erevrav. She's the mother of the Erevrav, Sechok Aksil. She's the joke of the fool. Man Ksil, and who's the fool? Da El What's the fool? The fool is a reference to El Acher, the other gods, meaning Abu Zarah. Meaning one who falls down into this Tabat Mamon is the aspect of the fool. He's completely tied to the El Acher, the other gods, Sitra Acher, etc. Look over there. And um, Lili, she is the death which afflicts all the infants. The inun of those who are guilty. She stares them with the wealth in this world. And afterwards she kills them. She first traps with wealth and then she kills. Because those who are sunken into this desire for money, they are in the aspect of what? You shall eat in sadness. They fall under that curse. This represents the troll, the spleen, which is sadness. The spleen represents depression, sadness, many worries. And they're tied to the face of the sitra, el acher, other gods, etc., etc. All of this is the aspect of troll. She represents the mother of the erev rav, the levity of the fool. The other gods, as you mentioned about this, and this is what it says. Sham, over there. Afterwards, she kills them. Because certainly, 
דמני שהוא בחינת זכול עטפות וכולי כנן הוא אוכל כגודתם כי ממון שלו הוא בחינת מיטה על פי חשורים עטפות וכולי כנן. Because the money which falls under this curse, which is earned through depression, sadness, it, it ends up killing its owner. Because the money is in the aspect of dark face, depression, death, etc. This is what it says above, what we brought above. When a person finds his wife, they ask him, find or found? Or found or find? Found or did you find? Because Tabad Mamon is the Motse aspect. It's the Motse. It's I find that bitter, more bitter than death is the woman. Meaning, what's the woman? It's the Panasa. That is not earned by Tusha. As we brought above, Kichen Mevoar Sham Betikunim. Because as we brought in Tikun Ezor, Umotse Ani Mami Vat Daisha, Vedat Chol. This is the Chol. This is the spleen. So we see here. But the panasa of holiness is the aspect of what matza isha matza tov. You found a woman, you found good. Sheu bechinat tzadik and this represents the tzadik. Ki tzadik ayemen itol mizeh because the true tzadik, that's one tzadik of the generation, that is unique, that is in the aspect of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's true tzadik. He is saved from this. Ki en hamamon mazik lo because the money does not damage him. Ki alav leemar because upon him it is said. The one who is good before Hashem, will escape from her, meaning who? Lili. Why it says in the Zohar, we talked about these infants which are killed by Lili. Why are they called infants? Because they don't have the da'at to flee away from her. This is why they're infants. Meaning it's not real infants. Meaning the, the infants that it's referencing in the Zohar are the infants of those who are lacking that, who are guilty. They fall into the tavot of money in this world and then she kills them. She tempts them with wealth and then she kills them. This is Lili. So why are they called infants? Because they lack that to flee from her. But the understanding heart will flee from her. The Taman Tzadik because in the understanding heart that is where the Tzadik is. The tzaddik is the understanding heart. This is hidden, the hidden. This is the hidden meaning of what it says. That which is good before Hashem shall flee from her. What's tov? We said tov is the tzaddik. So the tzaddik before Elokim will flee from her. And the sinner will be trapped by her. Because the one needs a great chokma, a great wisdom, a great awareness, a knowledge for this. So that the money does not damage you. That it should not take up all your days. Because the majority of the world is trapped in this ta'ava. Meaning within the ta'ava. And this money kills and it brings death to them. And the only one who can save himself from this ta'ava money Rabbeinu explains is what? The tzaddik. Because upon the tzaddik it says, Tov Because that which is good before, before Hashem shall flee from her. What's the good of tzaddik? It's a tzaddik. Ashkelo, happy is he who attaches himself to the tzaddik. Ayen sham batikunim, look in the tikun ezor, tikun gimen, v'tir en niflaot, and you'll see wonders. Ech ata shepatak Rabbeinu tichonu v'achar, et nenem v'gilal lanu, tatakimot ha'chadashon ha'niflaot. The Rabbinatan saying what? How now Rabbeinu is open, may his memory be a blessing. Rabbeinu opened up our eyes and revealed to us these awesome introductions, these wondrous novelties. Hamvarim la'el betorazot, that is brought above in this Torah. Ata, 
Now we can really understand the words of the Tikkun Ezoah. Because now is explained all the words of Rabenu. See, understand, and be wise. And look in the Tikkun Ayn, the 70th Tikkun, the last Tikkun of the Tikkun Ezoah, what is written over there, if he's worthy, meaning if he finds a worthy wife, Ezer, she will be a help, or if he is worthy, she will be a helpmate, she will be someone who helps him. And if he's not worthy of, of a, a good wife, Kenegdo, she will be against him. This is said, and I find that bitter, more bitter than the woman, bitter than death is the woman. So this is what we're talking about here. If he's worthy, she will be a helpmate, meaning the Panasa is going to be good. If not, it's a no-go. And this is what it says, and what's the Isha? It's the spleen we're talking about here. Shabtai represents the planet of Saturn. Because what is Saturn? Saturn represents, as we brought down in Tikkun Ezoah, the aspect of depression, sadness. Techol, the spleen, Shabtai, it's Saturn. The black vessel. There's nothing there, it's death. Ezer, what's a helpmate? This is a reference to the Shechina. It says, It says in the verse, You found a wife, you found good. And you obtain favor from God. Meaning this is a holy panasa we're talking about. And by the way, this is also has to do with finding your wife, obviously. Because the wife, it's panasa, is drawn through the inyana manchut, as we know. And the manchut is the woman. So, Depending on who you marry, is also your panasah is, is is fluctuates upon that, and the more righteous your wife, um, the more your panasah is earning tusha. Uvginda, and because of this, have the amre matnidin. The masters of the Mishnah taught matza omotze. Find or found. Look over there and understand well. And you'll see that all the words of Rabenu are explained within the Tikkun Ezoar and Nanal um, Be'eretev, and it's explained awesome uh, very well. This Torah is from, directly from the manuscript of Rabenu himself, until literally where Rabbi Natan said that that was it, as we saw um, right after the idea of Chatzita, but the half of the desire, that's where it stopped. Um, and from there up and above, it's from my language, Rabbi Nathan saying, what I heard, other things, the other things that I heard, that was not expressed or explained in his holy manuscript. And there are more godly words, that which I heard and I understood from his holy mouth, that which I heard, um, um, at the time that I merited to listen to his holy mouth when he was giving this Torah. This is what it says. So that's where we're going to stop for today. I even went a little bit extra. Uh, that's, the small writing should have been for tomorrow. But nonetheless, just um, that's where we're going to stop for today. And continue, finish off the lesson tomorrow. God willing.